Hey everyone and welcome back to the Aussie Minifan Show. I'm your host, New Menas. I'm joined by Aussie Stooley and this is the December edition of the Aussie Minifan Show. Aussie Stooley, Jamie, how are you? Sorry, you just dropped out a bit there. How are you? Oh uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good to be back. It's been a long month. <laughs> Has been a long month. Look, there was a lot of great feedback about the return of the Aussie Minifan yep. show last time. Um, yep. We were both KMS quoted. I was yes. um, quoted about, you know, me talking about having to reassure Kirk of his talent. And uh, again, I've inspired him. He's following me into a new genre that I'm going into podcasting. So, you know, Kirk and I have a symbiotic relationship and it was discussed in the last show, but the real hot take was you fucking hate Carano. Now, just get, tell me, you know, you had two weeks of Carano on the show. Did that sort of make you like him more? I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. I only listened to the episode with Steve and Tim while Carano was in and when Carabas was in and just tore him a new one because I just can't listen. I don't hate him. Like, that's what came – I don't hate him. It's just, like, you can't <laughs> – he he went back at us about you know the guy who has a show based on the fact that you know we're in the minifan world it's based on minifans but like we don't get paid for this this is just for fun we do this for fun to talk about a show like a podcast we love and like to say that was like come on man you're really clutching at straws i would say 99.9 percent of their subscribers are minifans mm, like definitely it's just not even close to what we do like i have my own show I share it on my Aussie Stooley page, but I don't just pump it and pump it and pump it to Minifans. Most of our audience is like UK and Australians. So it's just a bit rich, you know, saying that we're doing this and only have the show because of Minifans, but we're not making money off it. We just do no, this. No, that, this is a fucking fan show, Carano, you yeah, moron. A, we're not cloud chasing. This is just for fun. Two Aussies talking about an American podcast. It's, it's the way we do. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't I, hate him. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I must admit... When you pointed out to me um, the clout chasing and stuff of Carano, and, and I like the guy, I think he does pretty well when he's producing. I will trust, I will trust um, Kirk's judgment, but it is pretty evident that he is in it for himself. And um, so every appearance he does, there's the fucking Quantum Week logo in the background. He puts Quantum Week in every show description he puts up. Um, yep. He talks about it all the time. He's, you know, you know, he went on the YouTube network and they, and he stopped going on the YouTube network now and put that behind a Patreon paywall. So he's a nice guy. Uh, he's obviously trying to get rid of Justin. He wants Justin's job. He wants Steve's yeah. job. Um, so I, I guess I, I find that ha a bit hard to take. Um, I like him. He does a good job. But if I was talking to Carano as a mate, I would just say ease back. I mean, he has asked Kirk for a job about a hundred times and yeah, Kirk yeah. has said a hundred times no. So, yeah. I mean, get the hint. Like it's, it's, you're right. It is, a, it is, a, he's very self-indulgent when he's on the show. Like it's all about, he's trying as hard as he can to pull Kirk to subscription because he knows, as long as Kirk's at Barstool, he ain't getting a job there because he's done nothing but talk down about how, you know, Barstool's irrelevant. He goes at, like, high Barstool personalities like Carabas. Like, he tears them down. So he knows he's not getting a job with Dave Portnoy and Barstool. So he has to drag Kirk away from there to get him on subscription like they have 
just so he can have some slim chance of getting the job. But even then, I, I don't know if Kirk would actually give it to him. I think he enjoys the fact that he gets to say no every time he's in. I think that's the only reason he gets him in, just to say no to him. Like, well, he gets him in because he's free and he, he turns up and he's reliable and he, he doesn't bother Kirk. I don't think he charges to produce the show. I feel like the they show. were paying him now. I okay, maybe they're paying him hourly wage to do it. Like, yeah, you know, eight, what's, the, the, what's the minimum wage in America? Like eight bucks an hour? Yeah, something like that. Like, I think it might be 10 now. Yeah. I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh, so I guess, well, a couple of things about Karana. Firstly, that fake beef with Carabas was just a full of shit. I mean, as someone that specializes in beefs, that was a fucking awful one. It, it had no substance to it. Clearly, Carabas was just doing this desperate plea for attention by taking a crack at somebody above him, like punching up to get some no- notoriety, but it, it completely backfired. He had nothing to back it up. And um, yeah, it was just horseshit. I mean, yeah. All Carabas has to do is say, Hey, I have two huge podcasts in the Bastard world. Quantum week wouldn't, wouldn't tickle the pinky toe of that, of what Carabas does in, in at Bastard. So that was hilarious that he like turtled as soon as, Jared came into studio like he just, oh, I, I wouldn't say now. Nah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that. Like he just cowered. Carabas. He just didn't have anything. It was just a <laughs> attention-seeking fucking bullshit. So and I didn't like good on, that. Good on Carabas for coming out and going at him. Like that was great. And, and the other thing was I didn't like um, Carano accusing John from Scranton of being a drug dealer. Um, yep. John, if you're watching, you've got my phone number, so I'm still waiting for the delivery. But um, he he is a a terrific Minna fan, John, and the last thing anyone should accuse him of on a big podcast is dealing drugs. I mean, despite the fact that it's probably true, you don't need to talk about it on on a podcast. Yeah, you you don't use that platform. Like, I mean, you can tell it pissed John off, but, I mean, you know, he has that chance to do it because he's on a massive show like that. And I know you can tell it pissed John off, but he just accepts that that's the way he can so that it can happen. And, you know, John sort of went back at him on the John from Scranton super short show. Um, but yeah, you, you can't be doing that. Like, like you're the ultimate cloud chaser. You're punching up. You're trying to take down other Mina fans that, you know, Mina fans in the world actually respect and look like, like listening to and actually produce good content. And it's just really sad. Like, it just feels like he was losing a battle. From how Aussie Munifan show when I throw away comment about Quantum Week and clout chasing, you know, not not that Chris is, but you know that Carano is, and then it turns into this thing where he felt like he had to maybe go at the 14 to I don't know, try and punch back, but it was just it just wasn't great. It was sad. Yeah. Like Carano had a shocker that day. So I'm not happy with him for doing that. I guess um, you know, looking over the last few weeks of the show. And before we get into a few other things, I, I've really loved the last few weeks. I enjoyed the two weeks when Steve was out. And then last week when Steve was back, I enjoyed some of the shows there, especially when Ryan Whitney was in. Oh, that, um, that was great. I thought that was a really good show. So we're sort of in a golden period. But I guess as we recorded our last show was just before Blind Mike came back in and did an appearance. He's actually done two since then. He was a mystery guest last week. Um, (laughs) And I just will point out before I go on, I said on the last Aussie Minifan show, and you, you'll remember this. I said, I don't know why they haven't got more creative in the, 
while Mike's been out and got a few people in and just tried yeah. to have a bit of fun. So lo and behold, after our show goes to air, all of a sudden, Minna fans and random people start being brought yeah. into the studio. <laughs> I would say, again, the Minna's influence on the KMS show is <laughs> rather large. I mean, it's pretty evident you did call for that and Quantum Week Chris in, Steve from Providence, Tim from Kenton in, you know, the decent signal boys that were in there. And then, you know, Carabas has continued to come back, Blind Mike's back, and now Ryan Whitney. God, I hope he sticks around because he's awesome. He's not afraid to go back at Kirk. So, yeah, it's it's the man's influence, man. I'm probably the unofficial second producer. I thought that was Carano. No, he's like the fourth. <laughs> I'd say me, Cullinane third, um, Justin fourth, Carano fifth. Okay, that makes sense. Now, <laughs> so Mike came in. Mike came in after our last show, and I'm curious whether you think this plan of leaving a very successful podcast that's doing really well, and he was getting paid for it, and then yep. going to start his own podcast and start a Patreon page is a sensible move. Um, I give him credit for doing it, taking a ballsy step, like, you know, he's, I mean, he's betting on himself. You can't, you can't criticize him for it, but yeah, you know, I'm sure Kirk would have had him back on the show, even if it is for three, for like three days a week when they bring out the new podcast, it's a ballsy step. I hope it pays off for him. I'll, I'll definitely become a patron of it because I like Blind Mike. I think he's funny, but I also noticed he's been really good since he's come back. He's been really funny. So I don't know if he's making the right decision. Like I love I Mike like, on the show. Yeah. He's, he's been good. Like even like the calls where they've called him to like check in how he's going. He's been funny on those with his little one-liners and dropping some good jokes. It's, it's been a good turnaround for him. And I don't know if he's feeling that. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm confident now I can go out on my own, but he's good in the universe. He's good on the show and he doesn't just get paid, but I'm sure he gets a little bit of a percentage of like the ad rev split and the merchandise. Oh, it's only going to grow. I can't help but think he's making a mistake, but Hey, good on him. Take a chance, take a punt back yourself. Hopefully it all works out for him. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him too. And I agree with you. Since he's been back, the show when he's been on, the show's been electric. Yep. He he bounces off Kirk better than anybody. I mean, yeah. I know it's experience, the fact that he's actually done it for a long time, but he, he can play that role of sort of uh, having a bit of a laugh and messing around with Kirk better than anyone. But what I don't understand was couldn't he have kept his job at Barstool and still been part of the show and maybe done the blind mic project on the side? Like I don't, cause my feeling is if you start a podcast, like the blind mic project, you're hoping to get picked up by a bigger network and mm. uh, maybe get paid for it or, or something, or, or you get picked up and asked like Mike gets asked to join another show, but he's already fucking done that. He's part of yeah. Kirk Minahan's show. He's part That's of the Barstool it. Network. So why could he, couldn't he have done both? Said to Kirk, I want to do the show with you three times a week. And I also want to start the Blind Mike project as a side project. And I'm sure Kirk would have said fantastic. Instead, yeah. he's fucking leaving. I mean, who's advising fucking Mike? I bet it's that lovely, dumb Albanian girlfriend, Alba, who is sitting there with her stupid takes telling him, oh, get away from Kirk, get away from the toxic environment. Oh, you were so upset, Mike. I really love you. You can do it on your own. Uh, Alba, fuck off. I mean, Mike 
being with Kirk is fantastic for Mike's career, and this yeah. is a stupid move. Yeah, you you grab onto the curtails of someone who is going to be a superstar, as Kirk already is, and you just write it. If she is giving him that advice, that's that's not a smart move. I feel like maybe Jerry's consultant has come into the picture, not you know at Jerry's consultant, the real Jerry's consultant, <laughs> Jerry Callahan show. Maybe he's sort of gone on and goes, ah, you need to get away from Kirk. You know, Jerry's doing a great job. His show's huge, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think Kirk would have had a problem with him staying on and doing the Blind Mike project on the side. Like, And I doubt Portnoy would care. He'd just see it as, hey, if this gets good enough, maybe we can get rid of him. So yeah, we'll just say yes to it. But yeah, it's a, it's a big risk. And hopefully the Minna fans get behind him. I think that's going to be most of his fans at the start, especially until he starts getting some bigger name comedians that sort of help him promote. But I mean, it could work. I mean, it's not like there's that many comedy podcasts out there. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so good luck, Mike. Terrible yeah. career move. Career suicide, I'm calling it. He'll be, he'll be in 10 or 15 years. He'll be a teacher and he'll be teaching in the blind school yep. and he'll be earning his little salary a week and he'll, he'll be trotting home and, um, you know, he'll talk to his mates. Oh, I was on, I was on the Barstool network back in yeah. 2019. I was part of the Kirk Minahan show and they'll be, Oh, that's amazing. Mike, yeah. what are you doing now? I'm just teaching. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, that's, that's what I think about Mike. Um, also wanted to ask you, I've been sort of theorizing on why Kirk likes Steve so much. I'm trying to get to the heart of what is it about Steve, the producer, that Kirk likes so much. And I have a theory and it goes back to the EEI days. I think Kirk is one of those people that um, really likes people that are obedient and do things for him. So um, same with Curtis and Ken and now with um, Steve. The fact is Steve is very obedient, like um, a good dog, like a good little puppy dog, um, like, a, you know, a golden retriever or um, an Aussie sheep dog. He's probably, he'd probably be good at herding cattle, Steve. So, um, so I feel that he is very obedient and also he does everything that Kirk wants. Kirk just turns up, sits in his chair, does the show and leaves. It's, it's almost like, Kirk likes these kind of mother figures that um, just take care of him. Like I know he was quite close to his mother, Patricia Kirk was. And I feel that sometimes people who are close to their mothers like people that just take over that role and, and do everything for them. So I I sort of feel in some ways, Steve is both an obedient dog, obedient dog and a kind of mother figure that, that takes sort of everything off Kirk's hands. Why do yeah. you think why do you think Kirk likes Steve so much? I mean, he is very good at what he does. He might not be the perfect personality for the show, although in some ways he is. He's that weird enigma, as Eddie always says, that like he Steve intrigues me. Like when I have I have to interview him more because every time you talk to him, something else will come out, another gem will come out. But yeah, you might be right. I mean, he does do everything. Like Kirk shows up, are we good to go? Yep, record, and then leaves at the end, and everything is taken care of. Kirk generally doesn't have to worry about it aside from the odd scrubbed audio, but it's just something, I think it just, I think it just makes Kirk's life a lot easier. Yeah. Like your mother would. Yeah. Like he was, he's obviously like battled with mental health and stress and everything like that. And Steve just sort of takes a big load off it by, you know, just being awesome at what he does. He just makes it easier for Kirk. Uh, The other thing about Steve is, uh, I don't know if you remember, he was talking about how he wants to um, have a Viking funeral. Um, 
I'm not going to lie. I'm exactly the same. Okay. But if you go back <laughs> to the audio and this is evidence that Steve is just a big bullshit artist and uh, he probably wants to be bar- buried in a church and uh, all that bullshit. But he, um, he, he, you, you can hear his brain ticking when Kirk says to him, <laughs> what do you want? What, what, what do you want to happen when you die? And he, he starts to think about, okay, what can I make up here that would be yeah. interesting and, you know, make me seem more edgy. Well, um, it's the biggest load of bullshit. Uh, Kirk, Kirk, Steve is just fake, hundred percent fake. Um, I, I don't know if there's a real Steve. I don't know if under the robot sort of mechanics, there is a real person, but that funeral pie stuff was complete bullshit. Go and listen to the audio. And the other thing on Steve, right? Um, what the fuck is going on with that studio? If Steve from Providence tells you how dirty it is, something's wrong. Like, can you imagine how bad Steve from Providence house is? So if he goes into the studio and says how bad it is, everybody that goes in says how bad it is. You know, it's not hard to decorate a studio, a few posters, a few bits and pieces, a few plants, get a cleaner in once a month. I mean, come on, Steve, pull the fucking finger out. I mean, the only person who hasn't said anything about it was Carabas. But you're right. Whitney mentioned it. It was like a bit like a drug den. And yes, Steve from Providence is bitching about it. And maybe there is something wrong with it, but I mean, Hey, it, it wouldn't be that way if Kirk wasn't happy with it. Like if Kirk had an issue with it being the way it was, it'd be fixed. But I guess Kirk comes Kirk, in and Kirk's out. In from, he's never in there. He comes yeah, in and calls he's, and he's only there to record the show. Like yeah. he's not hanging around. So he's pisses by the side of his car rather than using that toilet. <laughs> um, anyway, oh, so that's, clean, so that's my note for Steve. I mean, I don't know if they have what's called air tasker in America, but it's an app where you can just get any old cleaner to come by. Yep. Um, order a few posters, not hard, um, dickhead. I mean, they've got the mural, the mural. They're trying to get the mural up. So, Muriel's I mean, ready. COVID's kind of screwed that. But, you know, eventually there will be some decoration, I would say. That's probably what Steve's planning on once that's up. Then he can sort of look around at what he can do. But because of COVID, it's kind of screwed that getting done. So I'll give him yeah. the benefit of the doubt for now. But I love Whitney. Nice just, than I, am. I loved Whitney comparing it to a drug den and, all right, what did you think of Chris? What did you think of Quantum Week Chris when he went in? I thought he was excellent. Kirk kind of talked him down after, but that's what Kirk does. I mean, if someone yeah. came in and gave a brilliant performance, Kirk would say they were shit. Well, he always says Carabas is really good, and he always yeah. is good. That's true. I don't know. I only sort of watched the clips that they put out because I didn't listen to a lot when Carano was on, so I don't want to talk shit about him. But, mm, I mean, Chris advisor. is funny. Like, he's – I don't know. There's something about him that – See, that's this thing. I don't hate Quantum Week. I just, you know, Carano is the ultimate crowd chaser. Quantum Week, Chris, is pretty funny. Like, he can go with Kirk on movies and stuff like that and a little bit of the weird, the um, the book about Howard Johnson's was a little bit of a weird one. But, I mean, it was kind of topical because Kirk and Steve were talking about it, you know, before Kirk, uh, Steve went away. So, he wasn't terrible. I'd give him maybe a B minus. Okay, He's well, not as good as Carabas. You didn't listen to the whole show, minus. so I don't know. What? Not a boring minus, a legitimate B minus. Okay, because he wasn't think, boring. I think for a first time he did really well. I mean, he must have been a little bit nervous. I think the show that day was poorly produced, and and Kirk really didn't help bring Chris into the show. He kind of just went, and Kirk uh, Chris was kind of just sort of waiting for a spot to get in, and then they had the interview with cousin Mike. So I think it would have been better to start off with a segment where you sort of bring in 
uh, Chris to the show more. But generally, I think Chris showed that he could be in once a week, once a month, and have a really good time in there. And uh, probably once a month would be good for him. Yeah, I'd be um, but I, I certainly think he was not nearly as as bad as Kirk um, intimated. Um, <laughs> but I did find the sort of when they went off into the baseball talk and stuff, I was just like, what have we stumbled into? Is this like Section Ten or? Is this EEI again? I was a bit confused, but generally I think Chris was very good. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing you did listen to Tim and Steve from Providence. Oh, hell yeah. I can't not. They're, they're the best. Like, they're, them as a combo is just dynamite. You know, when they used to ring in as Stevie Stocks and Timmy Trader, <laughs> like that was, that was a great little bit on the phone and this decent signal thing. And you could just picture them following Mike around as he goes to the blind school and like taking photos of him. And they're just, they're just great. They should be in more often for sure. I know Kirk probably doesn't agree with that, but that was probably one of the best shows that had ever been done in the whole history of KMS. So yeah. <laughs> I had to listen to that one twice. It was so good. And I, I think what was good Steve's about them is. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, Steve's mum. That was so funny, but I just knew those two would bring it because they don't have some fucking ambition to be on Barstool. So they're not clout chasers. Uh, they, they know, know Kirk really yeah. well and they just want to have a good time. So, um, yeah, I think it was a brilliant, um, brilliant, 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 brilliant thing to get them in. Oh yeah. Are, am I coming? Oh, yeah. Is the sound all right? Is my sound okay? Yeah. I, it broke up a little bit, but I think, yeah, uh, it's just really windy here, so I think it's fucking with my Wi-Fi. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Tim and Steve from Providence, A+. Plus. Yeah, they are two of the greatest men of fans going around at the moment. Like, in their combo, decent signal is just great. Like, ripping off Courtney Fallon. It's just, they're, they're great. You know, OG men of fans was probably one of the best YouTube shows other than ours and Men is Live. <laughs> um, but, yeah, them together, and then, you know, you get into Steve's mom and you could feel Kirk starting to peel the onion back and Steve knows exactly what's happening as it's happening, but he knows I can't stop it. Like I'm here, I'm in the studio. I just got to roll with the punches and fair play to him. He just did, even though it was probably uncomfortable for him, but um, there were so many good laugh, laughable moments. But, but, I mean, you expect Poor that Steve from Providence. Steve, so. Poor Steve from Providence. His first <laughs> wife, his mom, they all hate him. Um, but I, I think, um, Again, they should be in regularly. Um, pretty sure Justin Durand shouldn't be in again. Good for him, though, going in. But he was, what, a, a zero? He wasn't terrible. I mean, he did exactly what I feel like I would do. Like, you don't want to be in there and be way too over the top. You just want to sort of roll with the punches. Let Kirk do his thing. When he asks you questions, you answer. You just roll with it. You don't, you don't try to dominate the conversation. He did good and, you know, very jealous. I mean, it's not like it's an option for us to get over there and be in the studio, <laughs> but as all Mina fans probably are, they would be very jealous that you get to share a show with Kirk and you're immortalised in the KMS world now. So congrats, mate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'd do if I went in. I, I have a feeling I wouldn't be quiet and I wouldn't <laughs> just let Kirk do his thing. Like I have this feeling of me like sitting in his chair waiting for him and like taking a ton of photos at, at his spot and like him walking in and I'm just sitting where he's supposed to sit. Um, and then like, I would go up to give him a hug just cause I know he wouldn't like that. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> hey buddy, come on, come in. You know, you want a hug. Come, come on, buddy. Come on. Um, <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I know like he doesn't want to be touched. He doesn't like handshakes. I just be like, Hey, 
hey, pleased to meet you. I'd just sit in my seat. I'd probably be like Blind Mike. Just sit there, hey, and just roll with the punches. If I get shit on, I get shit on. I'm not going to take photos of my bread in my hotel room like Justin did, but <laughs> just roll with the punches, you know? If we ever do make the pilgrimage from Australia to Boston, um, you know, we could take a ton of photos, photos at the airport, photos in Sydney, yeah. photos, you know, it, it could be a whole story leading up to it. Um, Aussie Minifan Show special live from the Watertown Studios. Exactly. Fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I think I would have a great time with Kirk. That's my feeling I, if I went in. I would do exactly what Justin did. Just yeah. let Kirk do whatever the hell he wants with me. <laughs> like, not in that way. But, like, yeah. <laughs> Shit on me all your life. Bend over. He's already um, wished cancer on me. You can't get much worse. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, the other person that's been in for the first time, Ryan Whitney. Um, mm. Excellent inclusion, full of yep. energy, full of bravado. But I yep. do think there was a bit of that sort of ex-athlete energy coming through. Um, and I don't think he could sustain that kind of impact. I, I just... I feel like we got the most out of him in that one show and I'd like to see him again. But for example, yeah. I would prefer Chris quantum week, Chris in over Ryan Whitney. Oh, I mean, I'm a spit and chiclets guy. I've loved spit and chiclets since long before Kirk was at Barstool. So that's, that's why I'm a stoolie, you know, from them and part of my take. I, I get what you're saying. Weird dog is like a, maybe a once a month, maybe once every couple of months, because you're right. He comes in, it's a good splash, but sustained period of time maybe he can't have that lasting impact like a Carabas can but he was good I mean Kirk and um we talked um golf um the, the hockey cards sort of thing talking about that type of stories a lot of the stories he said about like the hockey and the private plane and stuff I've heard because of spitting chiclets but it's just funny the way he talks is just it's just perfect it's like it's so good it works really good on the KMS in the KMS world so I loved it I you know I think he's better than Quantum Week Chris but I'm, I'm a chiclet, so that's just yeah, the I, I was a Section 10 listener. That's why I like Carabas so much. I, I, I um, was. Yeah, I don't listen anymore. I I did think what was good. I don't listen to that either. Um, I, 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 his, his co-host on that is fucking great. Dallas Braden. Dallas Braden, yeah, he's so good. So, yeah, I still listen to that. And plus, they get the best out of these baseball players. They just make them seem like humans. So Humans, yeah. I might listen. Um. I liked how Whitney um, seems to know Kirk reasonably well. He yep. did seem to have good knowledge about him. He didn't come in completely sort of oblivious to the Minahan world. So big potential. Um, yeah. And as he said, this is what you get when you use your fucking imagination, Steve. Yeah. Producer Steve. Just get fucking anyone in. Like get even Chris, in. even Chris wasn't that great as far as Kirk says well he had a few days where he could shit on him and have a laugh at his expense so there's a bit of content you know just just DM me next time Steve you Steve you're struggling for ideas <laughs> dickhead um other stuff all right uh true crime podcast um mm -hmm. so I think we've even know what the 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 actual podcast is about now um uh really? red um, tweeted out a link to a podcast about a, a young girl that went missing in Brockton. Um, and it's, I think her name's Jennifer Fay, um, but don't quote me on that. And I think that's what the podcast is about. And I actually listened to an episode of Vanished about them last night. And it seems like a, uh, I mean, as a, as a, as a father of a, a daughter, 
it just seems like yeah. horrific your daughter just disappearing like that but i can't wait for it yeah i'm pretty keen now i um i don't really dabble in the true crime podcast world i keep telling myself i'm going to just because there are some really interesting stories especially the unsolved stuff but hey maybe kirk's going to be the one that kicks me into it because i'm 100 percent going to listen like there's Good. no way anything kirk does i'm not going to listen it's going to be i'll, I'll tell you about mine after this as well okay nice nice um, but yeah it's going to be great i'm looking forward to it i actually can't wait i know it's not coming out till next year but like I need more content. Like, well, this, this I was thinking this true crime podcast could be the show that brings back MHB and DEC because this show is more along the lines of when we saw journalist Kirk at EI when he would pursue these cases and and do these kind of uh, journalistic endeavors. And we know MHB and D, DEC don't find the new KMS show entertaining. So this is more along the lines of what Kirk was before he came to Barstool. Yeah, I think that's probably why he wanted to go back to it because it's something that they did it. Like you said, they did it at EEI. They exposed Borges. They exposed Cullen. Like, they exposed Marty Walsh. They love doing that type of stuff. So yeah, it's that itch that he wants to keep scratching. And Portnoy, Erica, they're all on board. They think it's going to be huge. And I reckon it'll be huge too. Like it's just going to be... Three great minds, me, Erica, and Portnoy, <laughs> all think it's going to be huge. So it, it's 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 going to be massive. I'm so looking forward to it. Anyone who isn't any Minter fan is not going to listen to it just out of spite because he's cutting it down to three shows a week or whatever. Man, it's Kirk. It's Kirk content. You just listen. Like, and yeah, I, think I agree. Almost um, now that he's gotten it off his chest, it feels like the shows have gone back to a little bit of a high quality. There was that low last time we did the show, but it wasn't as awesome as it was in the past. But I think we're back up there again once we got to that. Two weeks without Steve, you know. Well, that was great. With... They were the best two weeks. They were fantastic. <laughs> no, nah, nah, the, the last two shows of that week, Tim, Tim and Steve, and then the Carabas one, and then last week was uh, last week was probably the best week in a long time. It was pretty like, good. It was perfect. So many pretty good, good. So many good episodes. I still hate Steve. Um, okay, a couple <laughs> of beefs. We've got, we've got some listener questions. Then we've got the content roundup from the Miniverse to end. So, but just I want your comments on a couple of beefs. So um, Steve was very rude to Madawaska Rob on the show, uh, very condescending, talking down to, to Rob. Um, and then Madawaska Rob went on the KMS wrap-up and shredded Steve, completely destroyed him. Um, and I, I'm just wondering where you sit on um, Rob v. Steve. And, uh, you know, Steve talking down to Rob is pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, Steve shouldn't be punching down the middle fans. Like, we're the bread and butter. You know, the listeners are the show. And Madawaska Rob, he's a well-known Minna fan. He's a, he's a pretty awesome dude. We've bonded in the last couple of weeks about our love for sharks. So, and he's, he's a good dude. And Steve just shouldn't be punching on with Minna fans. Just, if we go at you, like, like you did, like, you go at him, just take it. You're the producer of the KMS show. You're multiple... I mean, what is it like six figures a year? Like, just that's right. Take the shit. Take the shit. You're gonna cop. Like, it's just comns with the territory. We're minor fans. We're not normal. You just got to deal with it. What but credit to Rob for going back at him. I can't remember Rob's show from the KMS Network, um, but whatever it was called, it was ten times better than the Robinson Report. So, I mean, <laughs> well, we only had one Robinson Report. <laughs> well, Steve should be fucking asking Rob for production advice, idiot. And and the other beef. It continues. It's Adam and LK versus Diva Dave or Visionless Dave. I like to call him Diva Dave um, because he's a diva behind the scenes, but it's got pretty nasty between Adam and LK and VD. What are your thoughts? I've had 
one of the people in this party talking to me in the DMs because I think they see me interacting with another one. But I mean, I try to stay neutral. I like all three of those guys. Me and VD, we're writers going back to another Barstool, um, what would you call it? On air talent, Enrico Bosco. Terrible. Yep. Single, but funny dude. So we're writers. We bond over that. And me and LK, we're huge into Formula One. We talk about that regularly after races like we did today. So, And I like Adam. He's just a nice dude. Like you can't hate Adam in in Jersey. He's just a, he's just a cool, nice dude. So I try to stay out of that beef. It's sad when you see Mina fans going at each other like that. We should all be one community, united against one goal. We should be, you know, helping Blind Prison Mike and fucking David Riccio. But you know, it is what it is. Fine, yeah. fan, we're not like I said. We're not normal. We're going to go at each other. I mean, I went at Carano, so that was a warranted. Mm, yeah, I have no um, no sides in this, but. Adam is particularly annoying. He's very aggravating. So if you watch enough of him or listen to enough of him, he can trigger emotions in you that are unhealthy. And maybe that's what's happened with Diva Dave. Um, but uh, yeah, it's getting pretty nasty. All right. A um, couple of listener questions before content roundup time. And they're both for you. So yeah. Milk Dudley has asked, uh, this, not this me, point. not me, everybody. Um, and the question is, Aussie Stooley, how does it feel knowing that the KMS rundown would rather quit than invite you on the show? I mean, that's just false. I have been invited on the show. You know, obviously it has since, you know, deteriorated with the Ziggy and VD sort of thing. But yeah, that's that's just false. I've had chats with Red about it. So, and he's, he's just a Carano sicker fan. He's probably a $50 Patreon for the Quantum Week podcast. Like he's just a... He's just a sycophant to Karana. It's weird though. I mean, you've never been on the rundown, have you? And you were scheduled to go on very soon. And then all of a sudden they pull the plug. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'll happily jump on if they want to fill in for the time being. But, you know, that was a good, they had a good dynamic. Ziggy and VD going at each other, Red being the moderator. It was a good thing, you know. It's a shame it's broken up because it was funny. But, you know. It's just false. I had I had been offered the opportunity to go okay. on. So it's just scheduling. I couldn't do it. So fake news, Milk Dudley. Fake news. Yeah. Going North has asked you a question. Aussie Stooley, are you disappointed with how soft manners has become? <laughs> I mean, it, just tonight I've seen shades of the old manners in there, that, that pure hatred for Steve. They'll all be edited out, don't worry. They're all going to be slipped out. Snip, snip, snip. You won't hear any of that negativity. I reckon we can pull him back out. I think Menace Live, the, the Christmas special, that long Christmas special, I reckon the callers are going to get it out of you. Medium puppy, I'm pleading for you. The repetitive calls, suck. how big's your dick? Get it back. That's how we get manners back. we got to get old manners back. He was the terror across the KMS world. We miss you. So I'm you are disappointed. One. You are disappointed. You are. Uh, it's weird. It's just weird that I'm the one that creates the controversy on your show now. I'm supposed to be the... The guy that sits on the fence, but well, I copped all this. I copped all the heat or praise from going after Carano last show. So it's just, it's just weird. It'll take me a couple of episodes to get used to, you know, well, having to be that guy. But I think we'll get you back on the Christmas special. Well, you and I can share the the load. Um, so thank you, Going North and Milk Dudley, for those questions. Now, as we always end, it's our you know, content content roundup of the Miniverse. Um, how do you think Justin's going as head of the YouTube? And you know, do you like the wrap up? Yeah, I love I love that wrap up show, man. I think it's perfect. It's my one criticism of the rundown would have been like it's an hour long. Like I know you're doing the whole week, but 
the rundown is like the barstool rundown is every show every day it's a small thing it's sometimes 20 minutes maybe it goes over sometimes depends on the topics but it's supposed to be quick the wrap-up show is perfect 10 minutes 15 minutes in and out i think he's gone over to 20 a couple of times but that's what it should be just quick in and out get it done post it perfect he's doing a great job so i hope he keeps it up Good, I agree. Uh, I think um, Jay or, or the Mayhem should be banned <laughs> from the wrap-up or actually any show. I mean, he's fucking terrible. He makes no sense when he opens his mouth. Uh, he makes noises. Um, he makes Fez look good. It's it's So, uh, yeah, I would ban Jay from the wrap-up or um, Justin oh, and the Minifans. And, and yeah, I agree. With- I've seen that guy chug maple syrup. He's my guy. I like him. I think he's hilarious, but he just should not be on any of these shows. Um, he's painful to watch. It's like, you know, when someone runs their fingernails down a blackboard, <laughs> like him on a show is like that the whole time. Um, and then I think the wrap up show, I agree with you. It's perfect. I hang out for it every day. Um, you know, when he gets on Madawaska Rob or Tim or any of these people, I think it's great. Um, so yeah. good, good on Justin. Um, now, have you heard of the John from Scranton super short show? Yes, I have. <laughs> and what do you think about it? I like it. It's, it's, I don't know. Like I'm a John from Scranton guy. Like he's, he's my dude. He's helped me out with my own podcast <laughs> and stuff. So I'll never hate what he does. It's just cool. You know, it's him six minutes, 10 minutes, couple of topics that he gets into real quick, done nice track to end it. It's I like it, except for that time when it went for an hour and 15 minutes because it was just dead air for 50 minutes at the end of it. That was a little bit odd, but <laughs> I was the only one who told him about it. So has anyone been more desperate to be noticed than John from Scranton? But see, I, I don't think it's like that for him now. I just think he likes being creative. Cause I I he knows Kirk's not gonna acknowledge his existence just because uh, it's just Kirk. He just that's, well, Kirk that's thinks John's out for himself. That's I think. Kirk Which is crazy because he gets Karana one. Like that's that's a bad judge of character there. But you know, John's not. John's for the Minifans. All of his stuff is for Minifans. It's content around the Miniverse for the Minifans because he's for the Minifans, and he he knows that Kirk's not going to acknowledge him. I've had chats with him before about you know things that he's done for the show, and there's no acknowledgement of it. I think he's just doing it because he loves being creative. He's testing what he can do with his skills, and yeah, credit to skills. him. Yeah, I, I enjoy mean- this. He plays music for three minutes, talks for three minutes, and that's it. I mean, it's not particularly skillful. Um, but, he, but you I, know, he, sometimes he gets his intros. He gets those good interviews, like the Rich Kelleher interview was good. Well, that's his. That's well, the John from Scranton show. I mean, there's two. So I like the super short show, like true. because I like John, and it's like five minutes. So you, you know, basically when I'm having a dump, I'll listen to it. Um, <laughs> so I don't mind it. I, I do think it's funny that. He'll, he could do this show about the Miniverse for the next 10 years and Kirk will never acknowledge it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, John from Scranton's show, I moderated an argument yeah, between Willie and John from Scranton. So um, that was you, a good one. you thought that was good? Yeah, you, you did really good. And it was, it was good to see Will, his side of the story. You know, I still believe a lot of what Courtney Fallon said just from what we've heard from Kirk and Steve for Will's work. But, hey, Will, Will's an awesome dude. Like, obviously, he's a nice guy. The stuff he did with LK and Tim Riggles on that little trip was good. But, you know, John didn't stab him in the back. Will Will knows that. It was heat in the moment sort of stuff. It was all fresh when that little beef sort of happened. But I, I hopefully it's squashed now because I want the original Mincel Intel back as well. 
Will, Will, did, Will did a terrible job defending himself. He basically yeah. admitted that he checked out of the job two weeks yeah. before he <laughs> was fired. And then yeah. he starts off the interview by saying, I'm an audio specialist. And then by the end of the interview, he's complaining about editing the audio. So I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, what are you actually doing? Um, but, yeah, if you missed it, John from Scranton Show, Will V, John, I do like the concept of two people that have a beef being yeah. on a show every week. I know he wants Carano on, so him and he and Carano can squash it out. I mean, Carano's never going to do it because he's just soft. He's, you know, the thinnest-skinned minifan in the universe. Just look at all the people that he's blocked. But, you know, keep trying, John. Yeah, Maybe one day he'll bow into pressure. But, yeah, it's probably never going to happen. I, um, at least John's trying. Yeah, exactly. Now, have you ever heard Kirking Off, um, Blind Mike's uh, daddy and his cousin Buddy's podcast? I haven't heard it, but I know... I've had it recommended to me that it is actually okay, really so, good. So I will have to listen. I am a Minifan content, um, uh, I guess. Well, no, but I just gorge on it. I love, I, I love <laughs> it all. I mean, all the, that's why I hate when Steve turns the show to politics. It could be all Minifan world for me. Anyway, kirking off, um, <laughs> an announcement. I will be the special guest on the podcast this week. So oh, nice. I'm going on with those guys at the end of the week, but last week they had Kevin from Bristol and, there are That's the one about, I want to watch. Listen, there are it's a podcast, so you listen to it. There are listen. about 10 or 15 lines in that podcast that if <laughs> given to Kirk in the right context, he will shred Kevin. Um, but it is very good. Um, poor Kevin. It sounds like he was that close to making it in Hollywood, um, but one person didn't like him. So go and listen to that, Kevin from Bristol on Kirking Off. Um, there's certainly a few KMS quotes there. Um, okay, fine. A glass couple. So the rundown, we touched on it before. I guess yeah. what disappointed me, it's gone. Um, but the fact that Diva Dave wouldn't go on with Red and Ziggy and do a final show is yeah. very sad. You know, it's very hypocritical. You've got three people that talk about, you know, Minifan beefs all the time. They're, they're such fucking, um, you know, exponents of, yeah, you should fight about it. So why then did the anyway. three of them not go on for one final show? You know what? You should get them on Men's Life. That's where they can come on. They can call in and then they can have their beef for five minutes and done. Um, uh, yeah, breaking news. They have all declined that invitation. Actually, Red, I haven't asked Red because he's a cunt, but um, Diva Dave, not interested. Ziggy, Ziggy declined. Um, mm. So I've got, there are some guests lined up for Men's Live, but they will not be it. <laughs> That's a shame. I, I thought Ziggy would have been right up for the challenge. He no. doesn't mind that little bit of confrontation, especially with Steve. No. NBD, sir. Little puppy dog ran away this time. Um, all right, <laughs> anything you want to um, get off your chest before we end this one, Jamie? I want to shout out Zach from Channel Zero Podcast. Like, he was back for an episode. He told his story about why he left. Totally understand it. And, you know, Elvin was saying that that show is perfect when it's them together. So I hope why they did he leave? something out. Why, why did he leave? What happened? You know how they got cancelled? Their show sort of got taken off the YouTube. He was worried that the person, they, they were thinking it was Murchison at the time. And he was worried that they were going to come after his his work and things like that. And they were just he said that they wouldn't have cared. They would have just got rid of him straight away. So credit to him, you know, family comes first. And he decided to walk away. He was hilarious on it because he's just saying, "Hey, yeah, I wanted to go at him. I wanted to go hard at him." But you know, Elvin and Zach sort of have you know they got family they got to think about. So and um, he understood that. So but yeah, I love that show. They're becoming a Patreon soon, so I'm not sure how I feel about that, but. They do genuine, genuinely have fans that aren't Kirk Minahan fans. Like, 
you know, they had people on Vicstar. There was another dude, I can't remember his name, was on one of the last shows that aren't Minifans. They just, you know, love conspiracy theories, love what they do. So it'll work. I think it'll work out for them. You know, I won't be saying 99% of their Patreons are I mean, the fans, it'll probably be more like 75 to 80%, but hey, they're making a go of it. Um, Can we start a Patreon page for this um, podcast? That's what I was actually going to say that. I'm we like, could get paid like for it. it. Yeah, we should just yeah, start like, a page. How much would we charge for this show? Like 20 bucks a month? One one yeah. show a month, 20 bucks? One show a month. Plus one free bonus. Uh, you know what? One free show where you can ask you and I questions. Blind yeah, Mike style. A little AMA, yeah. Yeah, yeah a- ask work. ask men as anything. I reckon um, we got. I reckon a few people would sign up. There are a lot of people that love us, so shout out Lindsay, shout out Jonathan Scranton, BA. Yeah, so, you know, I reckon but, we can make it work. But okay, I mean, done. So it's, I'll put that on the list. Patreon, at least twenty a month, at least. Um, all right, well, um, and big shout out to Blind Prison Mike. Uh, yeah. You've never been anything but an asshole to me personally, but I know you're a nice guy, and that is absolutely awful that you lost your job over Minifan World stuff. It just makes me it's sick fun, in the stomach yeah. that that could be yeah. happening to someone in the world, even though you've never been nice to me, not for one second, not for one second. Um, but anyway, he's always um, been good to me. He's always I don't hold grudges. Asshole. He's genu- um, He's like one of the most genuine Mina fans. Like he's an awesome guy. It genuinely hates I've, me. I've <laughs> well, he's genuine, but like he's genuine. But he, about he's it. he's been nothing but good to me. So he's been awesome. Me and him have DM'd a fair bit in the past. Not as much recently, but you know what he's done. He's got he's got a family. I encourage everyone to donate. John from Scranton's putting that done. link everywhere. Go click on it, like because he's genuinely one of the nicest Mina fans going around in the world right now. So I agree. Yeah, Shocking. Help him out. All right, so last thing, remember, Men is Live, 9 p.m. on the 21st of December. It's going to be a Christmas special extravaganza. Guests, features, it's got calls. Uh, it's going to be a long one. So uh, the Men is Live Christmas special will be coming soon, Monday the 21st of September. This has been the December episode of the Aussie Minifan Show, which means Jamie and I will be back in 2021 with our next show. Thanks very much for listening, and we will be back soon. Ladies.